Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putnam are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. to a special episode of Habs Unfiltered. In this episode, we are joined by Cedric Gaindon, Center for the Owen Sound Attack and Montreal Canadiens prospect. He'll discuss his draft, his approach to the season, how his season has gone, and what he looks forward to in the playoffs. When we return from the break, we will be joined by Cedric Gaindon. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host, Blaine Padvey, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Smith. Afternoon. And a special guest, Cedric Gaidon of the Owen Sound Attack. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, we're really excited to have you here. We're it's been something I've been working on for a little while. Uh, uh, I want to thank the Owen Sound Attack for teeing this up. Um, and we know that you got a busy day today. You got practice coming up soon, so we want to just we'll, we'll kick it off uh, and we'll try and keep it as short as we can. So. My first question is basically, comme un franco-ontarien, je comprends comment c'est difficile que, que c'était en Ottawa. Moitié des amateurs de, sont des, Canadi- des partisans des Canadiens, d'autres moitié c'est des sénateurs. Ta famille a-t-elle devenu des amateurs des Canadiens maintenant? Euh, oui, um, ça a commencé quand j'étais jeune. Um, c'est venir d'Ottawa, uh, plus spécifiquement uh, Rockland. Euh, la plupart, c'est des fans de, euh, des scènes, juste vu que c'est plus proche. Mais euh, un coup que euh, mon, mon rêve s'est réalisé de, de se faire repêcher dans l'île nationale, euh, n'importe quelle équipe, mes parents étaient pour euh, euh, prendre pour. Donc, même jamais les scènes ont eu une euh, petite rivalité avec Montréal euh, dans les playoffs, pas longtemps passé. Euh, c'était pas dur pour eux de, de changer d'équipe, euh, juste à cause de c'est un rêve que depuis que je suis jeune que je travaille là-dessus. <rire> Comment cool que c'est que de savoir que tu as la chance de jouer dans un environnement qui te donne l'opportunité de, de jouer dans un environnement qui met de valeur sur ta langue et ta culture? Ah, mais c'est énorme pour nous autres, comme famille, puis comme, comme personne, comme joueur. Tu sais, la culture, euh, euh, c'est juste euh, l'organisation complète, comment longtemps qui sont impliqués dans le hockey. Euh, c'est une des, des premières équipes à avoir euh, être dans les nationales. Euh, le fait que c'est français, ils prennent ça tellement à cœur. Puis tout, moi, euh, un jeune francophone, euh, pouvoir faire partie de tout ça, c'est, c'est, euh, c'est un rêve. C'est, c'est la meilleure situation possible pour un gars comme moi. Puis euh, je suis là pour, euh, pour prendre avantage puis de, de faire partie de ça, c'est sûr. Uh, switching to English, uh... Now, you mentioned in French that the draft was a big dream come true, but that's just the start. What uh, Can you explain what the feeling was to be picked by the Canadians and what you're looking to forward to from there? Yeah, I mean, obviously the draft, uh, when it happened, uh, it happened so fast. Um, and also after that, uh, I didn't even have the time to kind of to, to let it sink in that I got drafted because uh, Dev Camp was right right around the corner. So um, 
as soon as I got drafted, that kind of went behind me. And the, the focus was to to get better, to now try to uh, show the, the staff and uh, the whole organization what I have to bring. So um, it kind of took a, it took a 180 degree uh, uh, turn right away just to, to go straight to training, to death camp. Next thing you know, I was in training camp. And uh, so I kind of didn't have the chance to, to let it sink in. And uh, right away, we were kind of uh, focused on getting better and uh, just what the plans were for the season and for the summer. So uh, it was a really, really great summer. It went by fast and I uh, learned a lot for sure. And how was that whole experience with uh, development camp and training camp and everything from from your standpoint as a, a newly drafted player to the organization? Yeah, just getting a taste of what the uh, the NHL is like, um, how to do things at the next level. It's it's crazy. I mean, uh, going from uh, one year of major junior to to training camp and uh, F camp, uh, just working with the coaches there with. Uh, with everyone, even the players, right? There's so many good players there. Um, you see a, a bit of everything. You see how professional it is. So uh, for a guy like me, I just uh, try to take all that uh, information I was uh, getting there and uh, all the skills I could learn from there and just bring it back to Owen Sound for, for this season. So uh, it was a really great experience, and I, I'm just looking forward to, to next summer for sure too. Now, you, you clearly had access to everyone in the organization. You spoke to people. You were obviously taking in as much as you can. Were you given any tips and pointers by um, established NHLers, such as the former Owen Sound captain, Nick Suzuki? Um, he kind of, uh, he kind of texted me when I got drafted just to um, reach out. And, um, and after that he was, uh, he was injured during training camp. So he wasn't really around. Right. But uh, there was other guys, um, especially the uh, DHL guys, who were really, uh, really nice to, to guys like me who just um, who just saw guys like me at my age being first year camp. They were in, in those shoes once before, right? So uh, they kind of did a good job to guide me. And it's not it's not like they go up to me and they tell me exactly what to do to have success. They just uh, guide me because everything is so new, right? So uh, there was a couple, a uh, couple of the other guys and. Um, there's a couple of ex Owen uh, Sound uh, players, including um, uh, Santorame, who was a uh, captain uh, not too long ago. So he was one of those guys who uh, who who I glued with right away. So um, it was great. Yeah. Now, while at development camp, was there any one detail that uh, you focused on that helped that you took to you to your team this this season? Um. Yeah, I think uh, just um, routine wise. Um, just preparation, um, diet, all all those things that um, is uh, became natural to me. I would say uh, this year that maybe jumping from midget to major junior didn't come as good as going from uh, a major junior to NHL camp, right? Um, so after uh, being around all those guys, um, seeing what they do. Um, going back to my club, it was really easy to to take all that that uh, aspect from the game, uh, just preparation, detail, focus, and just bring it back to to uh, to my club for sure. Now, a lot has been made uh, through the press and uh, on social media about the new approach that Canadians take to development and how they apply it. What have you seen from the development team this season? that you've really appreciated? Well, uh, first off, they're, they're such a, a young team. 
uh, Montreal, right? Um, that they kind of put everyone in the same boat. That's kind of the vibe I got. And um, they just focused on getting the best out of everyone. Um, you know, at training camp, Marty St. Louis was big on on playing um, games that really reflected to game uh, game situations, right? Just uh, working on areas that you're, you're often in uh, in those positions during games. So uh, uh, whether it was three-on-three down low drills or, you know, on-men rushes, all that stuff, really focused on the, the things that uh, will get you uh, prepared for the next level, just the speed, the passes, the execution, all that stuff. And uh, obviously scoring, right, that's something that everyone wants to do. But there's also so many other things that you can do around that to help you score a goal. So I think they kind of took that approach with us. And the the uh, development coaches clearly are watching you guys through the season. Have have they come to visit you? Have they gone over some video, given pointers? And how do they they interact with your current club? How does that work together? Yeah, I mean, uh, I have uh, Frankie Bouillon and uh, Rob Ramage who uh, take care of, uh, I think, uh, most, most of the uh, Ontario guys, well, the OHL guys at least. And uh, so every time I, I usually play against either Kitchener, Peterborough, Ottawa, uh, any any other team that has a other house prospect on, they'll come uh, and watch us play, and uh, we'll we'll talk after the game and uh, go over go over the game and how the season's going, and uh, they'll reach out either by phone call or by text too. So it's really um, really nice to have that type of support and feedback from uh, from those get those guys have as they're obviously um, really knowledgeable about the game. So um, they give uh, give us pointers, support support us too. So it's really nice to have them around. So with your team now clinching a playoff spot, um, you guys made playoffs last year. You were a young team. You had a very good season in your, in your opening year. Um, what is the focus now? Um, what is the focus now for, for your club and for, and even for you? Yeah. I mean, uh, right now it's, uh, we, when we were at the 10 game mark, um, left in the year, um, we, we knew those were the, like probably the 10 biggest games of the season. And after that, they only get more, um, important as well. Right. So we kind of just treated those games as playoffs games and just to see where we're at right now as a team. And, um, you know, we kind of slumped a bit, but we're also going back on track now with uh, while we're dealing with injury problems, problems, all that stuff. So we kind of know what we can be when we're at full potential, uh, full, uh, full health and everything. So I think our main focus is to to kind of put that behind us and just look what's ahead of us and uh, do the best we can do out of uh, out of what we're we're at right now. And uh, that's just for us going past the first round too, right? Just doing any improvement from last year is is, uh, is success for us. So I think getting past the first round and see where we're at after that would be great for us, as I know we ha- we'll have a really good team next year too, right? So um, it's just uh, kind of where we're, where we're at right now. Right. So the game last night that you guys pulled out the 4-3 victory on over the Flint Firebirds, that's a possible playoff matchup. And it, you you guys approached it like a playoff game, and it looked like a playoff game, the way the way both teams just attacked each other. It seemed very physical. Is that what you're expecting from them if you meet up with them? A hundred percent, right? Uh, they're a good team. They're fast. 
Um, I mean, we we played seven games in playoffs against them last year, and uh, it turned out to be a, a one goal a series, right? So uh, we know what they're what they're made of, and uh, they know what we're made of. So it's we always battle head to head like that, and it's fun, honestly. Uh, that's what we expect also from any other team, right? Um, we don't just battle with them, whether it's London or Sarnia, any other team. Uh, we kind of know that it's going to be fast physical hockey, and um, and we're like I said, we're getting ready for that, and uh, it, it excites us as well. Matt, so shifting to one of your teammates, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, development in the, in the Canadian system. I want to know your standpoint on one of your teammates, Colby Barlow, who is going to be, uh, you know, likely a guy that's going to be drafted top 10 in the draft this year. He's had a very good season. Um, If we wanted to get to know him a little bit, uh, could you give us a little bit of maybe a little bit of details about him and what you see in his game? Yeah, I mean, first of all, he's our captain for a reason, right? Uh, I think that's the biggest thing that stands out is his, uh, his maturity and um, all his leadership abilities um, at such a young age. Um, and that's just to start with. And after that, I mean, the player he is, right. He's just pure goal scorer. That brings a lot to the table as well. Some, some people don't realize what, what else he uh, brings to the table. I mean, last game he uh, blocked a shot to help us win the game. And um, I mean, it doesn't get unnoticed for us and I'm sure for scouts as well, but um you know, it's easy to kind of look at him as a pure goal scorer, but he brings so much others, other things to the table. I mean, uh, so so happy for how his season's turning out, too. I mean, uh, he's getting close to 50 goals. Hopefully he gets that. And uh, I'm sure I'll be uh, – I'm sure whoever drafts him will be really happy with the the player in person he is. Let's just say that was the Canadians. Would you yeah, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe cheer a little bit harder if that was the case? I would be one happy teammate for sure. <laughs> Perfect. And one more question regarding him: that beard. How much? How much time does he put into you know looking after that each game? I mean, he'll shave one night and he'll be back the next morning. So yeah. <laughs> at this point, he just uh, he just wings it. I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm 35 years old, and he's got a better beard than I do. So you know, yeah. I'll, uh, so you know, shout out to him Wouldn't and whatever know. he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys just call him the werewolf or? I mean, just a man child, right? Like he kind of came in that trading camp last year with, he didn't have the same beard, but it was already like almost like that. So, uh, no, he's, uh, he's just a beauty uh, overall. I mean, he's got the long hair now he's got the big beard. So, uh, kind of just uh he doesn't look 17 or 18, let's say. Right. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But back to you, uh, you scored the game winner last night against Flint uh, in the 4-3 win. Did you even know that that was your 50th OHL goal or did that not even enter your mind? Um, I mean, I kind of knew because I like I hadn't scored in a while, right? Like I was kind of slumping and uh, it's one of my teammates. Uh, I think it was Servak Petrovsky who uh, scored his 50th goal not too long ago. And I think he's the one that reminded me about it. And it kind of just went through my head and then kind of forgot about it until after the game, I saw a couple of posts about it. So uh, it's for sure something that a uh, uh, cool accomplishment for sure. But um, I mean, um, after the, I think I went like something like eight, 10 games without scoring. So it kind of just felt nice to get that. 
that goal back and just the fact that it was my 50th goal just so uh, was kind of the cherry on top after after the game so it's pretty cool now your shot was pretty dangerous to start with and i know you, you talked about going through a little bit of a slump but have you seen this season uh your shot being used more as an option to open up opportunities to pass or do you see that uh, see your main offensive role as a center to just be a playmaker yeah, well, I mean, uh, just my assist total this year compared to last year kind of just shows how um, how I'm able to display my playmaking abilities way more this year, right? And I think part of it is um, a lot of people saw me as a shooter, and I, I don't even think that um, I saw myself as, as a shooter um, last year, too. Um, in minor hawk and everything, I always saw myself as a playmaker, and, um, and obviously sc- scoring 30 goals in my first year kind of uh, – projected me as a as a shooter type of guy but uh, I w- always knew deep down that I was a, a pass first type of guy and um and this year I, I think I'm just more comfortable in rushes and to kind of use my my uh, deceptiveness to make passes instead of shooting it sometimes so uh yeah I think it's a good tool to have and uh but sometimes I, I think I got to use my shot a bit more to to score a bit more too so kind of goes both ways <laughs> Uh, but the biggest thing that I've noticed in your game between the last season and this season has been the step you've taken in your defensive game. Uh, what part did you focus on to improve there? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I just know that to make it to the next level that um, any team is going to look at that first, probably, right? Um, just how are you going to be able to to play defensively in the, at the next level? So after getting drafted, I kind of took it even more seriously, knowing that the Habs would expect that to as for me to improve that part of the game, right? So um, I kind of uh, just talked to talked to the coaches, and they agreed that uh, it's uh, an area that, even though it wasn't horrible last year, I just think there was so much more room for improvement, and there still is. So I talked to the coaches about it, and uh, I think this year there's way more maturity in that aspect of the game, or of my game at least, and. Uh, and it's helped me a lot also offensively, I think. So um, it's been good. I mean, I'm really happy with the improvement, and I still think there's more. Matt? Um, since being drafted by the Canadians, or even at the draft in general, uh, was there anyone that you that you got to meet or have met during this process that uh, not only as a player but as, as a hockey fan that you were like, I can't believe I just met this person. I can't believe I'm talking to this person. Uh, just, I think Marty St. Louis was like the biggest one. I, I mean, he's like, I, I watched him play all my life growing up. Right. So, uh, and, um, just seeing him on the ice, just talking to him. I mean, he's so smart. So it's, it's crazy talking to this guy. I mean, he's so smart. Um, I was kind of, uh, starstruck when I first talked to him for sure. I think he's the, the first guy. And then, um, after that, just, um, just uh, talking to the uh, all the other staff, I was just um, really kind of uh, I, I wouldn't say starstruck, but like like I said earlier, they're all so smart, and also uh, knowledgeable about hockey that it was crazy for me to just be around all these people. So uh, everyone in the organization has something different to bring, and and I think Marty just had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that I've never heard before that he would tell me. So it was really cool to to talk to him. Speaking of head coaches, uh, what approach has uh, your head coach, Greg Walters, taken with you and the team this season that has helped you guys take that next step? 
uh, just just competing to the max, I think, um, especially a guy like me, uh, just taking that um, hesitation out of uh, out of my game, um, just uh, making us a really uh, confident group too, right? So um, he, he's been great with us all year. I mean, um, we've had our ups and downs uh, as a team, but, you know, that happens to every every team. So, um, I mean, he's just uh, tuned out all, all of our uh, our weaknesses. He tried to tune it for everyone. And he's such a player's coach too, right? His door's always open. He's always willing to help us anytime. And same same goes to our assistant coach, uh, Jordan Hill and Sean Teagle, right? They're both uh, always active, always uh, – Doors always open to ask questions, and uh, and and they've been great with us for sure. Now, what have you done yourself personally to prepare yourself for this playoff run? You mentioned that you guys, for the last ten games of the season, are approaching it as the playoffs. What are you doing to make sure that you're at your peak performance once that kicks in? Uh, it's just um, it's preparation. Like I said earlier, I mean that's really a different type of game. So it's the go in every game as if it's your last, right? Um, we're, we're also playing for, you know, we're really close with our overagers this year and uh, we know that it's their last year. So uh, there's so much more, there's so much to play for when you go into playoffs like that, that I think it's just, uh, it's no question that you have to give everything you got out there, right? Um, everyone's playing, uh, playing to go to the finals, right? And uh, everyone's playing for the guy beside you, beside you in the room. So I think it's just uh, it's natural for guys like like me to just go out there and compete as hard as you can because there there's so much uh, so much to play for. And I mean, time flies, right? Um, so you never know what what what's gonna happen and everything. So we're just uh, taking advantage of it, any opportunity we have coming up. Matt. So for myself, I'm I'm done with my questions. I know you got to get to practice. I know you uh, you've got a busy day already, um, and a busy day coming up. Um, personally, I just want to thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, to give us some of your time, and uh, wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. No no worries. Uh, and before I let you go, I just want to know how much charity work do you guys do for the boys out in Meaford? <laughs> I mean. Uh... We, we do our, we do our part. Um, we mostly do, uh, we'll do a lot of school visits. Um, we actually, the other day we went to a hospice and played with, uh, some Sharpay, uh, puppies. I think that's what they're called. So we do, uh, we do a lot of stuff like that. It's really fun. And, uh, sometimes we'll, we'll come across the Meaford guys. So it's, uh, it's a good, good thing, uh, to have for sure. All right. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate the time you've given us. And uh, on behalf of myself, Matt, and our co-host, Trey, who couldn't be here, we want to wish you the best of luck in the OHL playoffs, unless you play Sudbury. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we hope to see you next, uh, next uh, summer in Montreal. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.